right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are fired up. We got Nicole McElroy. She is, bro, she's one of them big titles at Recaro. You know Ricardo is seats, but you wouldn't believe how much they're integrated into every freaking build out there. If it's a top-notch build, something you're going to rip around some turns and some burns, you probably got some of those seats in it. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of good reasons for that, and I think today we're going to try to pick some of those apart. You know, really understand yeah. why, why are they the top seat manufacturer pretty much in the world? Why does everybody go to them? Uh, and what's important about a seat? Right? If you think about your driving experience, there's so many aspects in your stereo, how the car looks, its stance. But really when you think about it, it's your interaction with the vehicle, right? Your grip on the steering wheel, you know, if you got the, the three pedal, it's your shifter location, and your seat is really what straps you to the vehicle and really holds you in place, gives you all the safety, right? The ergonomics. So there's a lot going on in that contraption right there. Yeah, man. And nobody knows how critical that is until you start doing autocrosses in a 70 road runner with a bent seat. Yeah, man. Trying yep. to do that nonsense because that's my life on occasion. Well, that's because uh, you're driving on the <laughs> other side of the vehicle. You know, you're in the passenger seat trying to steer and hit the pedals. Hey, with one lap belt, bro. That's all they got. No shoulder belt, <laughs> just one lap belt. And you're just like, <laughs> man, you're holding on to the, you got your, I can sometimes I use my hand out of the window like it's a Sunday cruise. I'm holding on, man. Got a like half bicep pose just because I'm holding on the roof of the car, turning so hard. You know, so I'm like, um, you know, in in that particular setup. And I I got a few race cars and and you know fun type cars that I I bang some turns in. That obviously are are geared up with Recaro, but it's funny, man. You take some of those stock old school offerings. You know, I've got some suspension under a few of my muscle cars, and they're a blast to drive. One of the hardest things to deal with and contend with is keeping your ass planted in the seat <laughs> those are the first things we think about you know we're, we're thinking about suspension and brakes and tires and and those kind of things you know maybe adding some horsepower but as soon as you start to hit those turns the very next thing you're thinking about is your seat belt in your seat you know yeah man how to stay put stay comfy and do it all the while while you're driving a lot of people don't understand if you're really driving a car yeah the seat belt has got you fairly tight 
Um, but man, you're doing a lot of moving. You know, your upper torso, maybe not because it should be stuck in the seat, but your arms, your shoulders, you know, as much weight and, and stuff as you could throw around while still being strapped in tight and your legs. And, and there's a lot of movement going on and to have that movement, but still have that sort of suction against the against the seat firmly planted so that you're not moving and shaking. And, you know, God forbid, I, I've unfortunately hit a few walls in my racing world um, and it's nothing nice and you got to be ready for an impact. And a lot of that has to do with the ergonomics and design of that seat, where the bolsters are, how you fit in it. Uh, and what's it going to do on an impact and how's it going to keep you from rattling your cage, which is, you know, all stuff that they they got to take absolutely next level because they're in every badass application that's, that's on the planet. Well, you hit all those important topics and then you kind of you hit one earlier on comfy. Right. So you got to take all those technical factors in play. Right. You know, being able to hold yourself in and the safety aspects and all that stuff. But, you know, when you go on a long drive, especially you start to feel it in all those places in your back and your, you know, your backside and in your neck. You want this thing to fit and feel cush at the same time it's holding you in that spot. So those are a lot of things to juggle. Yeah, man. And to keep you from juggling or jiggling, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> it, it is important. And we got a top notch tier person to talk to us about it. So let's dive into a break. We'll knock that out. Come back with Nicole. You guys get ready. Get planted. It's all about Ricardo racing seats. We're on them, in them, and about them. Coming up next on the Two Guys Ride podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are fired up, man. Today, it's all about where you putting your butt, buddy. <laughs> Keeping your butt in the seat. And we got Nicole uh, McElroy from, this is, a, this is a title, y'all. Listen to this. Her title is Global Vice President of Product and Brand. Now, that's saying something when it's Ricardo's seats, because anything that's everything that races, it's got their product in it. Like, like if you have any sort of racing, I don't care from water sports, motorsports, to king of the hammers to, you know, your your crazy fast muscle car and your, you know, local quick, you know, 16 shootouts. They've all got that brand in it. <laughs> you know, it's everywhere. Well, and they're they're OE and everything. I mean, the the only one set of Recaros I've owned because I'm drooling over them every time I see them in some ride. Uh, I had an SVT Focus. And they were my factory seats. Yeah, yeah, they were they're great. I loved them. And, and you know that's the OE version. So you can go from, you know, let's say the more cush and the more easy entry exit into your vehicle to really getting down to clamping, you know, on your body parts and all the right places to hold you perfectly in that race scenario. So they got the full spectrum, quite a lineup. Yeah, man. Nicole, how did you land such an awesome, awesome, I mean, that must look impressive on a business card. Matter of fact, I need one. I want one just to hang <laughs> up and be like, I know her. Um, how, how did you, uh, how did you score such a, such a, an odd job? Are you a racer? Are you a car enthusiast at heart? How'd you find it? I used to work on cars with my dad when I was growing up and 
I originally wasn't going into automotive, but one of my, uh, one of my professors tapped me on the shoulder and said, would you do an internship for General Motors? And I did that and then worked my way through chassis engineering and then through design and appearance engineering and into brand side. And it was a good way to see how all elements of the business works. And to that point, you know, safety is important. And I've always been one of those people that really believe that you got to be part of what you want to project. And what that means is meaning that you got to be pure to what you believe in and support those elements. And with Ricardo, you can do that. You know, I believe in safety. I know importance of your body and fatigue in a vehicle and how can you prevent that and give people the ultimate enjoyment of their vehicle. And I get to do that every day and it's exciting. Well, it sounds like fun too. I mean, we were talking offline here. Uh, I'm in North Carolina at the moment, you know, working on a little cottage and I'm right near Tale of the Dragon and Nicole jumps in with her stories of, you know, blasting through there and having some rip roaring time. So I imagine in this job, you probably have uh, just a lot of interfacing with the performance world. Uh, how, how is that? It's really dynamic because each part of what we do is not just so there's racing, that's one part, with motorsports and the shell technologies, which you have to understand impacts, angles of shells, meaning that the placement of how that seat is in vehicle is very important to how the outcome of what you're going to not only feel, but if you did get into an accident to prevent the any major damage, right? And so we, we are always constantly paying attention, meeting with drivers, getting their feedback, and also understanding what the next, what's the next generation going to look like. Uh, the other thing is there's OEM, as you mentioned. So OEM, we work with many different OEMs in different spaces. Uh, what, you, what you're talking about is more sometimes the pure, what I call pure performance, which is the ones that have the integrated headrest and have the harness pass-throughs for you to be able to take it on a track. And then you have what I call also a pure comfort, which is more of, it's a comfort, think of the Ford Raptor. For example, you know, that's, that doesn't have pass through. It has adjustable headrest, but yeah, it still holds you in place and it does it in different ways. So for a car, you're driving from your hips and in a truck, you're driving not only from your hips, but more so actually in your shoulders. So if you notice uh, the torso and your shoulders are more captured into the seat to hold you in place because that your H points higher. If you get into getting into a car, you're driving from your hips because it's a lower H point and you're really feeling the dynamics of the vehicle. But the other thing that's important is you're doing all those hours. You're talking about that you take the tail of the dragon and you're talking about doing nine hours one way and then nine hours back. Well, your body's going to get some fatigue. And what we do is we try to put you in the best placement. Uh, not only from the foam technologies we use and the bolstering to make sure your bike doesn't have that fatigue so that when you get out, you actually still feel refreshed and you can walk, which is important. You know, I just had mind blown because uh, I had no idea all the intricacies, you know, that goes into seats. You know, you think about it's so simple, but, you know, the way you break it down, Nicole, it's it's apparent you guys are thinking about the details. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's important because I think, you know, when we go into applications, we also think about what we do in each parts of our business. So we also do military and commercial vehicle seating as well. So these guys can sit in a seat up to 10 hours. 
they can be up to 500 pounds because it's important to be able to take any kind of, you know, variety and then also high wear. And when they're sitting in these seats there, I mean, that's a long time in a seat and you have to be able to, you know, adjust. But the cool thing is when the findings from those seats apply into our off-road racing and you're like, how would that work? Right? Well, off-road racing, they need high wear. Uh, these guys are doing king of hammers. So their intensity in the seat and then the foam technologies that we developed to dissipate those impacts that aren't happening on our track, you know, they're going vertical impacts versus horizontal. So then there's different things that you need to put in a seat to dissipate that impact. Hey, I, I've been over, you know, so I got a pretty nasty rock crawling Jeep, live out in Colorado, do a lot of uh, pretty serious trails out here. Nothing like King of the Hammers, but, you know, probably at a slower pace. Uh, I've been end over in in a couple vehicles before. Uh, one of which I wasn't strapped in, and I got thumped in the head by a toolbox, by a cooler. It was brutal. And we went, well, that explains <laughs> a lot. Oh, man, right that's there, just right one there. of the many times. Um, it, it, trust me, in my Jeep, when I was building it, I, I've got your alls. Um, the pass through that's the race only seat, but the high impact with the, the high back, because I don't wear a, a helmet when I'm out just wheeling, but I've been end over end in, in my Jeep, and, and that thing has saved my nugget a few times from bouncing off the road cage in a, in a nasty little three, four, you know, row down the hill scenario. It's, you guys really do take everything. I, I walked away from that, you know, we flipped the Jeep on a side, let it sit there for a little bit. Uh, some, you know, some fender damage, but you know, I drove that thing out that day. Uh, and I probably would have been in that equation had it not been for your seats. And God knows I've had a couple impact in walls from, you know, my, my street car, I put in a wall at, at a buck 30 on a big nitrous hit one time of, you know, um, my man, Kevin there knows, uh, one time, uh, up at a federated car, I put in the wall at a fairly fast pace. So I'm not immune to, uh, to hard impacts and you guys, have become really an essential part of that. There's two things when people are planning. I, I think that really, you know, your helmet, A, is number one, crucial and important. Um, number two, your seat belt. And then number three, uh, or your seat, and then number three, your seat belts. Um, because if you don't have the right seat, then the seat belts aren't going to work. So those are my one, two, threes that I always look at when it comes to, you know, the car I'm building and what use I'm going to have it out there. You know, if I'm thrashing on it, it's it's always got your name on it, which is, that's that's saying something, man, because you guys built some really incredible stuff. Well, thank you. And I'm hoping, you know, part of that learning, too, is also making sure you have it at the right angle, the seat. So, yeah. you know, for example, you minimally you want to have it at between a four, four to six angle just because your spine you can't take a vertical hit you know, direct right straight. And so you want to be able to make sure that has some placement to that. So I'm glad it sounds like you have the right placement going on in your, in your vehicles <laughs> and you're able to be safe because that's important. Uh, that also, yeah. you know, attachments are, are key because, you know, for the hardest perspective, you want to make sure that it's, it's coming through and down and it's not going up and over your shoulders because that also will give you compression as well. So you know, those kind of safety things are important and, and it sounds like you're doing the right stuff. So I'm excited about that. Well, you know, where you learn that is anybody that's ever had to do a child seat class, you know, when you have your baby <gasps> and they put you in, yeah, yeah they, they put you through that class and they tell you where to strap your kid in. Like you said, you can't have the, you can't have it coming through the, the baby seat and then down and then up and over that causes compression. So 
yeah, if anybody's got a kid, those same rules apply. Treat yourself like you would your kid uh, and, and basically suit up, you know, because you're going against, you know, if anybody's ever been over end over end four-wheeling, I always call it death at two miles an hour. It's, it's exciting, but I've been end over end a few times, put cars in the walls. Like, man, it's important. It's something you guys, you can't overthink. It's crucial in your car build because people just, you know, oh, I got bent seats and a, you know, I laugh because I got a roadrunner that I, I throw through a, you know, an autocross course every once in a while, or a road course, oh, and people laugh because they fun. see the car and it's just, oh man, it's, it's you know, it's sort of unthreatening. It's, it's, it's kind of a docile looking 70 roadrunner until yeah. you, you get underneath it and see the suspension and you look inside, it's, it's got bent seat and, you know, a column shift. People just don't understand this. You know, it's got a 542 cubic inch big block on the oh, gear wow. vendors with... You know, it's, it's, you know, and the car is pretty nasty. So it's just fun stuff like that I like to do. But, man, it's it's a nightmare trying to sit still in that car. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so hard to yeah. drive that car because you can't sit still in it. It really is a hindrance. It's cra- it's one of the funniest things about that car. Well, you mentioned the uh, the car seat thing. So I, I, I've i got my kid. He's five now, but he's still in it. Uh, I, I got him in Recaro's basically from birth. So he's, he's in a Recaro uh, kid seat. So you guys definitely expand from, you know, adults to all the way down to the small ones. So I'm starting mine young. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, the the brand has been, (laughs) you know, in the last two years, we've been able to grow it exponentially. We started to get back into motorsports. We weren't uh, in motorsports for a while. and it's really showing that it it's one of the things that's a growing area of interest, but it also filters down into the OEM applications. And then obviously into our aftermarket side, because we do reclinables. And I think one of the seats that you probably are fascinated with, uh, most people are fascinated with is our podium seat, which is our newest lightweight seat at 13 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Uh, and then the other one that we are, you know, a lot of people are about is the off-road variants where we added a foam technology that helps, like I mentioned, your impact on your spine and, and dissipates that impact from going through your body. And that's been a big hit with us. And you can see the drivers are really happy to have something that is the first ever FIA certified off-road racing shell. Now, is that in the Sportster class? Is that the ORV one you're thinking of right now? No, or? it's called a Pro Racer ORV. And okay. it's a shell. It's a shell. Oh, okay. Right. For on. racing. The only thing it does not have a head surround because of the fact that for off-road racing, what we noticed with the drivers and working with Lauren Healy and Vaughn Gittin Jr. That when they were driving the vehicle, they were constantly looking out of it, right? Because you're rock calling or you're going really fast and you need to be able to look out and around. So that's what we did uh, to make sure that we weren't missing every element that's required from a driver to keep them, you know, at the top of their game. Well, tell us a little bit more about that podium seat. I was checking that one out and that looks amazing. 13 (laughs) pounds. Cause that's, you know, that's the thing you're trying to trade off when you're picking seats and, and maybe, you know, we'll take a break here in a minute Maybe we'll come back on the other end and you can help us, uh, you know, break down some of the different options because, you know, if you think about your seat, you know, we talked about safety over and over again and some comfort and all that stuff, but you're thinking also about, um, how much does it weigh and how much functionality do I want? Do I want it to tilt? Do I want it to lift, you know, all those things. And so you're trading off this 13 pound race seat, you know, that's a fixed position, which might be perfect for your, you know, 45 minute or hour and change event. 
but you know, as you transition into, you know, kind of the street and track kind of cars where you might, you know, you might go on a power tour. Uh, now you're thinking about, wow, you know, I might want to do a little of adjustment here, or maybe I want a buddy to drive while I ride shotgun. So those are all the things that you got to consider when you pick a seat, uh, especially when you're going, you know, non-pure racing. But let's start off with that, that uh, podium, because that thing looked incredible. For the podium seat, it, it is, it's beautiful. Um, carbon fiber on both sides as a foam core to it. And it comes only in two sizes and it's based through the pad kits. So very simple. Um, but sexy, you know, it, it's, it's gorgeous. It has multiple different hole outlets for the different sizes, uh, for heights. So that therefore it makes it easy, uh, to apply. And it's just, it's just one of those things that it was a no brainer in the aspect of, you know, we need to bring something new to the market and we wanted it to be a part of the histories of first what, and what I say history of first we had a long lineage of always creating the first thing of something in a seat. And with that being said, we're, we're using that as a basis for us to move forward. And as you mentioned, you know, we have different variants of seats out there, but guess what? We're about to launch our next variants of seats in the next year. And using that same element of what is the first thing for imagine first ever fully powered seat and off in the aftermarket. How cool is that? You can have the same thing that you get in an OEM, be able to apply it to a vehicle that maybe doesn't have those elements that you wish it had. And so doing those kind of histories of first to get there, um, we're using that as a basis. And for the podium, it's the first certified comfort seat for race seat. Man, now that, look at that. Those two words you don't see in a sentence together right. comfort and racing you never you can't put those two in a sentence together that makes absolutely no sense it's like if you're racing you got to be <laughs> uncomfortable as possible <laughs> keep you on your toes yeah. uh, no just kidding but we'll get into more of that in just a second this is interesting stuff all about the seat uh, you gotta love it man uh we're back with the code back with my man kevin bird it is willie b and this is the two guys garage podcast It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Nicole McElroy on with us. Y'all take a seat. This is going to be interesting. Uh, she's with her car. Oh, honest to God, man, this woman knows everything there is to know about seats. And, you know, it's funny because when you're thinking about what your application is going to be, you know, a lot of people go, like you were talking, Kevin, right? A lot of people go, okay, this is going to be my, my drivetrain. This is going to be my suspension. This is what I'm going to need to, you know, go fast and to stop. But then you get into the interior and I think a lot of people wait either too long or then they're just kind of undecided. You know what? I should really look into seats. And Ricardo is just that name that everybody knows, trust. They know they're getting a high quality product, something that's going to be reliable and something that, you know, is just, just true and tested on the track as far as performance goes. But before the break, you were mentioning something that sounds weird to say, but comfort <laughs> no. and racing in one seat? It, it, I mean, not that your seats aren't comfortable, but there's something about a racing seat. You know, I'm I'm strapped in. I feel this way. It's tight or it's overly tight. You know, it's like I want to feel that way like I'm racing. Yeah, you almost feel like you're supposed to be in some minor <laughs> bit of pain. You know, like I'm, I'm here to I'm here to duke it out. You know, like I got to mm, strap in and, and muscle it up. 
when when I used to race motocross professionally, one of the things that as a motocross racer, you put on your gear and your chest pad, your knee braces, and your pants, you strap that helmet. All that is psychologically just like preparing you for war. Like this is the yeah. equipment I need. Same way a football player puts on his pads, right? And he's in his helmet. He's that's part of that war mentality that you're you're mentally getting into. And same thing applies for your seat, as crazy as that is. But that is your your pad in the race and the war that you're about to embark on. And I'm sure it really makes a lot of sense for you guys with that mentality to kind of approach it like that because the obstacle they're facing typically is, well, it's a war out there in a lot of ways. Well, and for us, we what we do too, it's called form follows human. And like, it's kind of tricky to say, right? But what it means is that we actually design to the human spine and make sure that the form itself is following the elements to the body to which then the functions happen. And that's how you get your ergonomics. And our designers and engineers have been, I mean, our lead designer has been with the company over 40 years and he knows everything to do. And he's trained the next generation of designers that will take his you know, legacy and keep it going forward. And it's cool. And it's a good pride to have that year after year, the team in Germany wins awards for their ability to design and execute the right products. Kevin, you ever seen those, uh, those autocross guys that are the rally cross drivers where sometimes they'll get too far out of a turn, they'll hit a, an obstacle or a tree stump or go in a bank and the car just goes over, end over, end, end over, end. I've seen it here at Pikes Peak Hill Climb, a car, you know, two years ago, went end over end, like must have been 20, 25 times the guy gets out, right, courtesy of his roll cage, his helmet, and 100% his seat walks away from it, right? So that says so much about the design, not just in the ergonomics and, and how it feels, but the safety factors. and The construction. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, you can have the best cage in the world, but if you're inside of that thing rattling around, you're not going to do any better. So clearly, <laughs> right, you have to be positioned just right and held, you know, solidly and comfortably to go 20, you know, something rolls down the side of a mountain and crawl out of that thing and then go back and kick your car, you know, in, in <laughs> right, anger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and most people think it's really just the shell where it's actually a combination of the shell, the brackets and the foam that's in that seat. So as I mentioned in the off-road, we created a brand new energy plus foam technology that is, think of a coral. It's very coarse and has lots of holes. That's funny. And I was going to ask you about that because my off-road seat, the foam is much, it's, it's harder. It's, it pushes in like it's much more denser. The pores, you know, of it is, is much different than the Ricardo I have in my race car. Yeah. So what that does, is it absorbs that energy, but you also have to make sure it's placed with the right brackets that you're, you're attaching the seat with so that they give as well. Because if you do get in an accident, you know, a lot of people think rigid is good. Well, rigid is good to a point. Rigid in an accident and in, in something doesn't give, that means it just goes straight into your body. So you want to be able to make sure that things are designed purposely to make sure that you're not having that impact into your spine. That's that's often a, a, a balancing act in engineering. A lot of different things is uh, strength and stiffness. Uh, and right. right, you might need a certain right. strength exactly. to carry a load or whatever. Uh, but you have to have a 
a, a certain stiffness for whatever, sealing a gasket between parts or, right, absorbing exactly. energy uh, in a certain way. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tricky balance. And when you can get it right, it's, it's kind of sexy in a way, in an engineering nerdy kind of way. Yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm sure people aren't going to be doing that same impact that as we go to in the sim side of our world. So one of the things that we were also taking the technologies from the road, right, to the what I call computer track. And I noticed a lot of games in your background there. So I'm sure you, you've experienced some sim racing in your lifetime here. Yeah. Well, it became super popular during COVID. And um, basically, we've been, we're launching here now our first ever sim seat. And a, a gaming chair, oh, basically. Wow. A gaming chair. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But the cool part about that is that it literally is the guys that come and sit in it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I never thought how important the seat was. Because talk about those hours, right? Yeah. Of being sitting there and feeling what's going on. But they sit there and they get so engaged in what they're doing, they forget to get up. And just like in a race car, you got to be able to get up and get out of a car. You get up. So you guys are now part of the addiction, right? It used to be We're just part of the, the addiction. Game, but We're yeah. standing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, now with, with COVID and work from home, I'm waiting for the official Recaro home office chair. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of that, it. <laughs> there's a lifestyle. We do have a lifestyle chair that's coming out uh, next month that you can do that. And it will also have an option to do a display base where you can have it. So as you're finishing off your basement there, uh, you can have a you know coffee table and have some chairs sitting around it. Uh, that That's the kind of application for it versus it being behind, uh, say, if you're at your office and you're wanting to sit in a cool automotive chair nice and you got something for everything not yeah. no lawn chairs you guys have a lineup for launch i mean because it sounds like you got just about everything so i'm just going <laughs> to see where you guys cut the line right well not lawn chairs but we did just launch our merchandise line so uh that's exciting for us because as people love classic cars um pepita which is known as houndstooth in, in north america you know very popular and gentlemen drivers or even just us regular enthusiasts want to have the matching stuff. So if I want to have the matching jacket where that you open up the liner and it matches your inside the inserts of your seat, that's pretty cool. Having the little touches that complete the ensemble when you go to a car show and you feel like you're part of the club, that's, that's the thing to be able to be excited about. And Or if your kids and have the matching stuff with you and you and your dad or in my case, me and my son go to a car show. We wear matching stuff because we we find it to be an engagement for the two of us to experience. That's super cool. Hey, I, I got a question for you. Speaking of some old muscle cars, you know, one thing I, I think that's lacking out there for a lot of muscle car guys, so they might not be throwing their old muscle car around, you know, an auto course or a track or something like that, but they still want some performance in in their seats. And if, you know, if you can go with the old bucket, a lot of people like that, but a lot of people like that modern look and you guys offer that. So yes. what would you say is the best option for guys that are going to go sort of that pro touring kind of look, right? They want some Recaro mm -hmm. race seats because they look aesthetically awesome. Obviously they perform great. Right. What are, what are the best options for these guys? Yes. Yeah, so what I'd say is your typical muscle car, 
um, modern muscle car will do a Sportster. So that has integrated headrests with pass-throughs and more sporty looking. That between that and a speed is the other one. And it gives it the, it has the surround you want where it's hugging you, but not hugging you too much. Uh, we do do different bolsters depending on if you want higher bolsters on your thighs or not, because a lot of people, you know, they want it either to be a little bit more relaxed or more, you know, tight for them so that they do corner uh, and not have to have their leg against the, the center right. console uh, as they're trying to hold on. And then you have what are, I call your classic guys that want to have something a little bit more uh, throwback to that, to their look. And they'll get into our ergo. So we have ergo ortho, and then we have a LS and LX seat. And those give you a really cool, you know, non-integrated headrest, so adjustable headrest and a very, you know, retro kind of look to it. And we do different inserts on that as well. So using some of the classic terms. There you go, man. How do you differentiate between your speed and your sportster? Is there, is there big differentiators there or are there just more, you know, a little bit of styling? There is in regards to styling. Okay. It's, it's really the, the seat cushion is different and the back cushion as well. So it's not the same either way, but it's all about, um, I would say the sportster is a little bit more aggressive in regards to your hold versus the speed is a little bit more open on the hold. Uh, when it comes to your thighs, your side torso, and it does not do so much around the shoulders. Okay. When it comes to the speed. Yeah. And these are signal adjustable as far as tilt, and then you can do a track setup Correct. for fore and aft. Yes, exactly. Nice. And I, I assume these are pretty competitive as far as the, the weight to comfort and performance yeah, and all that? Yeah, they're, they're your standard, sta pretty standard. These are all, for the most part, most of them are manual just uh, because of weight, right? Yeah. And then a lot of people ask about why do you guys reuse rotating knobs for the adjustments for the recliner versus a um, basically a, a handle, right? You typically a tilt handle. And the reason for that is, believe it or not, you get more increments so you can get more precision in where you rotate your seat to from a from an actual angle oh. versus if you're using a lever, it's only giving you certain options. Gotcha. So, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes behind how we do things and why it's done a certain way. Hey, what are some companies that you guys make seats for that people wouldn't even know until they spread some of the, you know, uh, the, the branding on the seats out and compare them? So, well, uh, a lot of people, it's not large on is the, is the Ford Raptor. We have Camaro. We also, uh, for the performance side of Camaro, uh, also for the Mustangs, we also do stuff for a lot of things from overseas too. Right. Yeah, so of think of the Mercedes AMG, a black, black label. Uh, think of when you get into some of the race vehicles, you're thinking about Porsche when it comes to GT2, GT3 series. Um, there's guys that are starting to put their, the seats into the Mazda. We actually do have the uh, Mazda MX-5 uh, for one of their performance variants as well. And some of, uh, there's just, I, I could go on for days. Yeah, there's so honest. many, man. That's just awesome. <laughs> and Subaru, Subaru does a great job here in the States. Uh, they, they sell really well. And, and we also support their race team. You know, you talked about rally earlier and how, 
important is, you know, think of Nitro Circus. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Those, those guys are crazy, yeah. crazy jumps. And and to be able to support them and, and you know, take in the fact like when they do have any issues, you know, they know that I'll be calling them within minutes because I'm, I'm watching and paying attention. You always have to be live. when you oh, Don't in Nitro Circus. I, I, I met Travis a few times. I've helped you know, bring it to Denver a couple of times. Don't they actually jump a Recaro race seat on something on one of the big jumps? It's just like a seat on wheels. It's like a wagon, but it's really just a seat. And they just huck it, bro. They just go big off a ramp. Yeah. They, they, they'll <laughs> jump just about anything. A, a wagon, a, a yeah. beer cooler, you know, from bicycles to scooters. Man, you guys are great, nuts. dude. But awesome. Really fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Nicole, how do people find out more? If they're out there looking, if they want to, you know, sort of take a look at what you guys are offering, they're building, you know, their next big pro touring, you know, offering out there. How do they find out more about what you guys have? We're available at www.recaro-automotive.com. Easy enough. And then socially, same thing? Socially, it's Recaro Automotive. So you can find on, on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, but I don't know if any, you know, it, it's just every social channel where we're car automotive. Now, any tips for folks that uh, typically, you know, you like to sit in the seat, you like to, you know, kick the tires kind of thing. Uh, where can people go to try to, you know, pick out their favorite seat to put in their next ride? Well, you can find us at the racetracks. We do do some activations at, we're a partner with IMSA and some other organizations as well. We like the old racing as well. So we have SBRA who does a lot of the classic car racing. Uh, then really that's the biggest way you can find us. Otherwise you're going to have to find a dealer that's in your location, which you can on the website, we have all the locations on there. And for special guests that want to, you know, go to our website and ask to be able to come see our showroom, uh, our headquarters are here in Detroit, and we've been taking in people to come and try on seats. Hey, 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 I'm a Detroiter. Uh-huh. There you go. Right on, right on. Well, I might have to I might have to submit an application. And take me with you, bro. <laughs> take me with you. <laughs> Coming in town, buddy. Yeah, Let's man. go. We'll, uh, we'll and Nicole, last question for me personally. Um, do you have th- something specifically f- for men with large butts, um, big booty uh, people like myself? So when I was talking about different uh, thigh support, uh, basically what you're going to want to do is you're going to look for something that's called a cross sportster. The cross sportster has lower bolstering on the seat cushion. And that's the gist. And then otherwise we have what's called XL series of seats. Uh, just a big booty. I'm good there. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Don't forget about our show, Aaron Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is their streaming way. Find us there. Thanks to our guest, Nicole McElroy from, man, Ricardo Seats. You guys find them online. If, if you are ever in need of a seat, any place to put your butt, man, check them out. They are fantastic. Uh, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird, and I am Willie B. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, too, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts, man. We're everywhere on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright, 2022, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Right on, Nicole. That was uh, crazy informative for a seat podcast. That's amazing. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, Really, honestly, uh, that's uh, that's all informative stuff, man. It was all really, really cool to kind of pick your brain on where you guys are at and how you guys 
really get behind the design and see it through to to all of us out here in the racing world man it's awesome thank you guys so much i appreciate your time and if you guys need anything don't hesitate if you want to send me sizes i can send you some gear all right and we will have you back because that was pretty awesome so yeah man look at this butt right here oh man my eyes my eyes oh they're burning oh no all right gang well we were having a good time up until just then so i hope you enjoyed it we'll catch you on the next two guys garage podcast Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.